Welcome to a bonus episode of the Cabin Podcast, the official podcast of Discover Wisconsin. I'm Susan Foch. I'm Eric Paulson. I'm a Purba Banerjee. And I'm Music Matt. And today we are talking about the histories and the legends that have occurred in our favorite county that is nestled right in between Madison and Milwaukee, Jefferson County. <laughs> It's our favorite little halfway point between the two. It is. I mean, Johnson Creek, for example, is Mm -hmm. considered a major halfway stop in between the two because the pine cones there, Mm -hmm. as well as Highway Harry's and a bunch of shopping and Mm -hmm. I was gonna say Lake Mills, a couple of quick trips, the outlet, premium outlet mall, the whole nine yards. So Mm -hmm. there you go. But yeah, uh, Jefferson County. Give you a quick little background on it. It is one of the most ancient counties in the state. It was formed (laughs) when Wisconsin Territory, not state, territory, Mm -hmm. was formed, created in 1836, organized three years later, primarily founded by quote-unquote Yankee settlers from New England, a lot of them from New York State. There is a Watertown, New York, which you might be familiar with because that's at the east end of Lake Ontario. They get like all that snow. Mm -hmm. They fled that place and settled in Watertown, Wisconsin, which is on the northern edge of Jefferson County. And the Watertown in New York is in Jefferson County, New York. Yeah, that's funny. What's old is new again. (laughs) Now we have less snow there? Like, I'm confused. We have less snow than the snow belt of upper New York State. But it's funny. So, yes. So they still had winter, just less to shovel. So joke is really on them, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But being between Milwaukee and Madison and really a crossroads between Madison and Chicago as well, Jefferson County has a lot of history, a lot of it uh, travel related, you know, in some cases, gangsters moving through, a lot of farmers coming in and settling uh, and a lot of great little towns because of you have the uh, county seat, which is Jefferson right in the center, creatively enough, right? Mm-hmm. But nearby you have Fort Atkinson, you have the beautiful town of Lake Mills, you have Waterloo part of Watertown, part of Whitewater, uh, part of Cambridge. And then, of course, in the center of it all, you have Johnson Creek, along with some other villages like Palmyra and Sullivan, uh, Aztalan, which we will talk about, Exonia, one of the weirdest names in the state. <laughs> I love the story behind that name. Mm-hmm. But also, I, love that I have to interrupt you and just shout out real quick. Speaking of Whitewater, because we also just did a, a deep dive into Whitewater, particularly for fall, at the beginning of this month. So that mm-hmm. was just back on October 6th, if you have not listened to that episode yet. So in the episode today, this bonus episode, we're going to cover several different topics on Jefferson County, including Native American history, the underwater pyramids mystery, industrial manufacturing history, which is quite impressive from bikes to automation systems and more, the dairy history, which is very extensive in Jefferson County, gangster history, and Goat Island, which I do not know much about. Oh, no. I also, before we start, I have to give a huge shout out to one of the Discover Media Work interns named Ellie, uh, who helped me a lot with the research for this episode. So thank you, Ellie, for your preparation (laughs) help with this, because I might be a producer, but sometimes I do not have time to be a researcher. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that, Matt. All right. Who wants to kick us off with some of the Native American history in Jefferson County? I'll do it. Do it. to Astalon. Because uh, it was this, it was a really surprising state park. Because as soon as you enter, you're like there. You can see across the whole state park. Like it doesn't. It does have those mounds, but it's very open. 
It's got so much ancient middle, middle Mississippian village history there. Um, each of the mounds, they'll describe to you like what year it was built, how were the people living. They'll give you a little visual description of how the village was settled. And um, the most surprising thing to me, I think, was the stockade. Stockades are essentially these long, tall posts that uh, the village had set up to secure, basically, security of the village. And they've recreated those stockades in Astalan State Park. Yeah, and the original mounds are still there, which is pretty cool. And we're talking settlements back in the years 1000 to about 1300. So this is some serious ancient history. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even have Wi-Fi. <laughs> Stop it. The cool part is uh, you can find the park very easily. It's right along uh, County B, which is the old Highway 30 between Milwaukee and Madison. That used to be the main drag mm-hmm. before they built I-94. It's just east of Lake Mills, just a couple miles between Lake Mills and Johnson Creek. So it's real easy to get to. And it's just, it's a cool park because a lot of those, when you picture state parks, you picture all these forested areas with trails. This one's a lot more open, Mm -hmm. but it's just brimming with history and you got the cool mounds, the pyramidal mounds that are kind of flat topped and everything. Mm -hmm. So it just, it just looks pretty cool. And it's so, it's so close to Milwaukee and Madison. It makes for a great day. Yes. And of course, Jefferson County has more mounds and more underwater pyramids as well. So there's so much to explore, especially if you're a fan of Native American history. Yeah, and it's interesting because they're along. They used to settle along these rivers, and the Rock River goes right through the heart of Jefferson County. Several of its major towns are right along it. And then the crawfish comes in from the west. They're beautiful rivers. They're great for fishing, mm-hmm. great for kayaking, and of course for the Native Americans, they were the rivers of economic life to get from one place to the other. Well, and a great yeah. place for fish. Mm-hmm. There's also more to see in Jefferson County, specifically a really cool nature preserve called the Garmin Nature Preserve in Waterloo. So it has a really interesting topography on the west side and it also includes 22 Indian mounds that were found. So the woods has oak, hickory, maple, and cherry species. And the entrance of the park is located just off of Fox Lane off the McKay Way and Knowlton Street. So, yeah. I have no that, idea where any another... of that is. <laughs> you don't Which know is... where something is when we talk about streets? <laughs> These are two tiny little roads. I still, I expect yeah. you to know every single piece of concrete <laughs> that has been laid in this state. I can't tell you highways 19 and 89 converge in Waterloo. It's right okay. near where the Trek bike headquarters is. So it's very close to that. Well, I guess that's something. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that one of the earliest of these tribes that were found in Jefferson County were called the Mound Builders? So that's why you see so many mounds in Jefferson County. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of history further down the Mississippi River, like in Illinois and all of that, too. Yeah. But yeah, this was kind of their northern outpost Mm -hmm. in Jefferson County. That's pretty cool. Which is interesting. That is cool. Another cool thing is the underwater pyramids that's in Lake Mills. Have you seen those, Eric? No, they're underwater. But (laughs) I will tell you, it is the history in Lake Mills. That's a cool town. Yeah. I mean, it's also a beautiful town. If, yeah, because I had to move to a small town, Mm -hmm. right? I moved from Milwaukee to Oconomowoc. But if we had to pick another small town between Milwaukee and Madison, Lake Mills would be my other choice. Mm -hmm. It's a great little town. And it's on what is now called Rock Lake. But its original name was Tyranina. Okay. And there was a Tyranina Brewing Company in Lake Mills that 
salutes this history Mm -hmm. and the legends around Tyranina and the native Americans that were there uh, includes this underwater mystery, which includes pyramids that were originally built in a valley. Uh, Hmm. According to the chamber, the native Americans said they built pyramids in this valley, hoping to end a drought and the gods responded by filling the valley with water. And that's how they got the lake. Interesting. Okay. That is interesting. There's also, so there's some underwater structures in the lake that looked man-made. The fishermen were like, what's this? So they kind of figured that out with a, with some archaeology. Now others say the structures are just rock piles left by glaciers, but glaciers usually don't do things very symmetrically. So not traditionally. No, it's a good question. There's also kind of a rumors of a beast that lives in the lake. Oh, like, a Jeffer- lock- like a Jefferson County version of the Loch Ness Monster? I was going to say, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like Spooky. the Loch Ness Monster, but not. Definitely less Scottish. Does it have a name? Or is not it that I know of monster. off the top of my head. Okay. But Jeff. I know that there's rumors about that. Yeah, we'll call him Jeff. Jeff, yes, that's his but, name. But <laughs> you Jay- interjected with that so abruptly. I thought you were like so serious. Like, I know the answer. His name is Jeff. But just Nimmer. to make it interesting, it's going to be G-E-O-F-F. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. there you go. <laughs> You can find out more about that, actually, at Tyranina Brewing. They'll, they'll have some le- legendary <laughs> lore in there while you're having a beer. Oh and if God. you have a few of their beers, you'll believe anything they tell you. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Apurpa, why don't we kind of hop into a little bit of the of the rest of your world, uh, kind of, sort of. Why don't we hop into the industrial manufacturing history, which I feel like kind of is along your vibe, because you really work in textiles. Yes, and uh, Jefferson County has a long history of being a major area where a lot of industrial and manufacturing history has happened. So there is so much automation in Johnson Creek, and that really accelerated the economic boom in this county. I feel like any county that went through a major like economic boom like that had to have come from like the industrial era. Exactly. And I know, Eric, you were talking about automation and a lot of things that were manufactured in Jefferson County. So I'm curious to hear about it. Well, I mean, there's quite a bit that's been throughout the towns. I mean, Trek Bikes, of course, is in Waterloo. Oh, that's a great example. Yeah. Which is huge. And then they do a lot. They've done a lot of manufacturing in places like Jefferson and Fort Atkinson and -hmm. Whitewater, although now Whitewater is primarily a college town filled with Mm -hmm. spooky spirit stories. Spooky spirits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and a lot more. And it's a huge center for power sports and motorsports. Mm-hmm. We actually, uh, we also recently just did a Discover Wisconsin episode on Jefferson County that literally was that entire topic, wasn't it? It was like riding riding the routes, riding mm-hmm. the trails of yep. Jefferson County. Because power sports is such a major part to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they do some manufacturing there and everything like that too. So there's a lot of the work you can get in Jefferson County is in those fields. And they're looking for people. Yeah. So there's a lot of economic opportunity mm-hmm. in Jefferson County right now. And if you're looking for that episode, it's uh, episode five of season 35. Yeah, which is just episode. So season 35 is the one that's currently airing this year. So it literally was a just this year episode. And we did a behind the scenes with um, Anna Elise talking about that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we've definitely those. Yeah, those power sports. In Jefferson County, I'll tell you what. Well, that's part of the fact that it's a crossroads, mm-hmm. you know, so that they connect to trail systems in other parts of the state and towards Milwaukee and towards Madison. Even the Glacial Drumlin Trail, which is a bike trail, mm-hmm. a crushed limestone bike trail, that goes right through the center of Jefferson County from east to west. Mm-hmm. 
and you can connect to so many other bike trails there too. So yeah. the, the it's geographical location, the rivers north and south, many other roads between our two major cities, east and west. I mean, so many things can converge and crisscross there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. They also had the Knickerbocker Ice Company, yes, mm. there. So that also connected because they sent out the ice to several different bigger towns, I think including Chicago. So that was a good geographical situation for Jefferson County. So some of those other companies there, for example, I grew up with Jones Dairy Sausage, which is very tasty stuff for breakfast. Jones Dairy Farm is in Fort Atkinson. That was founded by Milo Jones back in 1881. And now it's still a powerhouse of sausage production. So they're down in Fort Atkinson. And uh, then there's a lot of uh, cheese you can get from Crystal Farms. It's a very popular cheese brand. And that was founded in the 1930s by Julius Rosenberg, who came to America from Russia. It started an egg business that eventually morphed into other dairy products. And the Crystal Farms brand was established in the 70s. That is located, processed, and shipped out of Lake Mills. They donate about 30,000 cases of cheese to a variety of organizations each year or two. And they have really good cheese. But that kind of harkens in and ties in with the dairy history in Jefferson County. Jeez. <laughs> I just uttered that one time ever. One time and back in the day, Audio Dave it. recorded it and it continues to haunt me. Forever. <laughs> so dairy industry, let's talk about it in well, Jefferson on that County. Note, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's we did do talk it? about it extensively in episode one forty nine, oh, which no oh, uh that'll come you can say we will talk about it more extensively, but that'll be Got a future it. episode, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Speaking about dairy, we will be talking about more about how the dairy industry came about to Wisconsin in a future episode. But for right now, we've got so much dairy industry and farming happening in Jefferson County. I think that's the first time we've ever plugged a future episode. (laughs) It will be episode 149. (laughs) uh, So stay tuned for the middle of November for that. But I think that's the first time we've done that instead of a a historic episode. (laughs) Well, it's always good to look ahead to the future, too, right? Exactly. So there you go. I'm sorry, Perb, I cut you off. Keep going. (laughs) No, that's fine. Um, And I think the almost... We call him the father of the dairy industry. William Dempster Horde mm-hmm. was the one who started promoting dairy farming and asking people to switch over and make milk and milk products. So that's quite interesting because this is the birthplace of where he started doing most of his activities. Mm-hmm. Well, and to your point, too, I mean, to call him like kind of like the father of like dairy farming for Wisconsin. I mean, what a transformative thing for the entire state, not just for Jefferson County. But yeah, I mean, because he was the one that was originally bottling all of the milk products produced for those city customers and then decided to make Wisconsin the like entire region for it moving forward. So that was literally it. That's both both a history and a legend of Jefferson County because it transformed how the entire state operates today, which is so cool. Now, the county certainly was instrumental in making us America's Dairyland, mm-hmm. which is, of course, why the Horde Historical Museum is in Jefferson County. Mm-hmm. Well, because he also uh, he also helped to found the Wisconsin Dairymen's Association. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was way back in like 1872. Yeah, which I mean, hello. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which also helped to establish the University of Wisconsin Farmers Institute. And like just when you think about the ripple effects that all of these like decisions have had. And I mean, but this is also why we call it the legends of Jefferson County, because how you get legendary. Exactly. Thank you, Barney Stinson. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So just to keep 
the knowledge and everything going with the dairy industry, Hoard also began publishing regular articles on how to practice dairy and dairy farming um, in the Jefferson County Union. So he was truly instrumental and legendary when it came to dairy farming. And that is kind of what makes Jefferson County an epicenter for why we're America's Dairyland as a state. Mm-hmm. Just, of course, one thing that inspired us to do a episode on why the whole state became America's Dairyland. Exactly. So as, as was mentioned, be listening for that. Mm-hmm. Now, Jefferson County, like many places in Wisconsin, also has a gangster history. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the more notorious ones doesn't, and it doesn't involve Al Capone or John Dillinger or any of the usual suspects here. Right. Which is kind of interesting considering like this is a very like large historical like story for there, but it's not one of the main gangsters that you would think of, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Of course, there is a Chicago connection like usual. You know how those Illinois people are. Bear down. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. But also, but like, considering how close it is to Chicago, like, mm-hmm. is not surprising by any stretch of the imagination. Well, yeah, it's on the road. I mean, essentially, yeah. it's on the way but from Chicago to Milwaukee and Madison, essentially. Exactly. So, yeah, there's one uh, really kind of interesting story from historicalcrimedetective.com. They mm-hmm. kind of go into this uh, with the headline, A Bully Gets a Bullet in His Brain. So aggressive. <laughs> well, so is he. Such an aggressive headline. So this guy was named Earl Gentry. Okay. I wonder if he was the inspiration for Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chick. It was not. But uh, so they found Earl Gentry in a uh, car in Jefferson County shot. Now, nobody liked this guy. I'm going to assume he was shot in the head. He was a horrible gangster. Uh, Not a soul mourned his passing. Uh, He won the uh, basically the title of Jefferson County's public enemy number one. (laughs) Was glorified as an oh all-around God. tough guy. Uh, he basically gained nationwide notoriety in 1925 in connection with the murder of Madge Oberholzer. Okay. Who was a high-up hmm. high person uh, back in the day. He'd been a bodyguard and advisor to D.C. Stevenson, who was a grand dragon of the KKK in Indiana, and uh, had originally been charged with the murder of its chief and then Madge's murder, got off on all those charges. Mm-hmm. And he ended up getting into Jefferson County. And he was such a brutal person. He would attack people. He shot some people. Nobody would testify against him. They're all terrified of him. Oh, my God. Uh, And then there was this one woman named Mrs. Carrie Gill. She was a wealthy widow uh, known as the Sunshine Lady. She had a ready smile, Hmm. open purse for the needy, and pledged herself to a career of aiding the unfortunates in her community. Hmm. So she believed that this guy had the heart of a misunderstood man. Huh. And bailed him out of jail a number of times. Don't let him I like where the story is live going. there, uh, but he was an absolutely incorrigible person. So he just kept a reign of terror. Uh, once he became angered at a drinking companion's remarks and stabbed him to death. So wow. this Yikes. this was the guy, uh, and then <sighs> Mrs. Gill thought he actually she could change him. You know, you know how that those stories can go. But <laughs> he was found murdered on the morning of July first, nineteen thirty four. Okay. So uh, it was along the Rock River. A, a car was parked in the city park, and a witness just saw the car not move for a while. And he looked in, and he saw bloodstained towels and a rug covering a huddled form in the rear of the car. And it turned out to be him. All the investigations found out, and this is a long story, and yeah. I'm not going to get into the full thing. But the bottom line is, they realized he couldn't have been shot in the car. Okay. Because there was just stains. There wasn't evidence that anything mm-hmm. had happened in there. So they traced it all the way back to Mrs. Gill's basement. What? Yeah. Wow. 
So, and she had was not aware apparently at when they went to her. Sure, she wasn't. She didn't know that he'd been murdered. <laughs> when the authorities showed up, she was upset, but then she also said, "I'm glad he's dead." Okay, so maybe she was just like a good actress at being upset. I'm just saying. Everybody else in the community who was questioned, mm-hmm. glad he's gone. Did anyone fess up to like actually murdering him? And it took, see, here's my question. Should I have people find out on their own or should I reveal the story? I mean, no, because now I'm really invested and you have to tell me. I mean, can we post it and make people go look up the answer themselves? Or Give a spoiler alert warning. Okay, yeah. spoiler alert. We're going to, if you want to go figure it out yourself. So there were many, many suspects because everybody wanted him dead. Now, Mrs. Carrie Gill insisted she didn't want him dead. But in her basement, they found whiskey bottles and blood stains that were indicative of something that had happened down there. Mrs. Gill had been away at her brother's mm-hmm. for the evening. Likely story. Mm-hmm. It had to be her, right? It wasn't. <sighs> Shoot. Oh, wow. It turns out um, people didn't like, because she supported him and everything, but he was terrible to her too. Why? Like, I just don't understand what compels someone to be like that. And it had turned out a, a relative uh, was not really appreciative of how he was treating her. And it took so many investigations. And yeah. this is before DNA evidence. This is all, this is back in the 30s. Back when it would be like, hey, there's a pool of blood. And they'd be like, gross. What else do we have? <laughs> yeah. They could do fingerprints. That's about it, right? Okay. And they, they searched everywhere. And finally, they found uh, Carl Church, one of the suspects. Okay. And they'd been questioning all these people. It was wearing everybody down. Finally, the authorities were like, is your name Carl Church or George King? One of the other suspects. And the guy said, why? Mm. He said, we want you for the murder of Earl Gentry. And Carl Church said, I'm the guy. Let's go. He was tired of hiding about it. And he said, I did it. I'm glad I did it. And I'd do it again if it was necessary. Honestly, it's like I'm kind of like surprised that they did such like a deep murder investigation for it when everyone wanted him dead. Mm -hmm. He would just like, wouldn't they just more throw like a town party? Be like, congrats. Thank you to whoever you were. Hero. (laughs) Yeah. Church pleaded guilty. He was uh, to first degree murder, was sentenced to life imprisonment. Um don't know if they kept him in there or not. I would assume not the way that like the story has gone. But. And Carrie Gill went back to being charitable Carrie, who mm-hmm. continued to work on brightening the lives of the unfortunates in her community. And oh my goodness. And she said her faith in mankind was as strong as ever. So. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to need a little bit of that energy from her. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. That is a gangster story time for us, Eric. Mm-hmm. You know what? know what and i actually here's why i appreciate that you finished that story because this now is the closest we're going to get to halloween so ah true thank you for that okay mm-hmm. i hate to be a tease <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay now one last really fun note it's not necessarily like a history part of jefferson county but a perba i know this is something you love about the area so hit yeah, us with this but fun it's fact defin- it's definitely legendary though okay. so Jefferson County and Jefferson, Wisconsin specifically has Goat Island. So Mm. when you go to visit Jefferson, and we've seen this on the Discover Wisconsin episode of, uh, I think, episode five of season 35, Mm -hmm. where we visited the uh, Goat Island where basically they had the space and they were like, what if you put goats there? And it would be fun. You can go camp there. All they ask you to do is be kind to the goats. They also say when you come to the um, goat island, bring quarters because you can feed the goats then because they have food there for the goats. Oh I That's remember really- yeah, children's zoos sometimes do yeah. that, right? Little mm-hmm. gumball machine-like things. But it's just a whole yes. island. Adorable. Yeah, this like, is cool. This is for you. Goats are awesome. And they have we'll those. Visit. They have rectangular pupils. It's so wild. I know. 
And they make great cheese. Yeah, they do. And uh, my favorite part about it was, at least at the time of filming, they had a goat that was called no ears because it had really short ears or had like a deformed ear thing, but it was so cute. It looked like a baby seal. So that was <laughs> cute. That was really <laughs> my favorite part of it. So Goat Island, check it out. Pretty oh. legendary. It is legendary. I love I love that that was something that you were like, this isn't on the script, but we have to talk about it. <laughs> One other weird note I just happened to find. Yeah. Uh, there is an unincorporated community in Jefferson County called Vinnie That's amazing. It's like, because there's a mini haha in yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. It's like their Italian cousin founded his own place. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's also a mini haha in Georgia because it has a beautiful waterfall there. Is so, there really? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really small. That's what would, so funny. What would Vinny haha have? <laughs> oh, my God. A pasta joint? <laughs> yeah. Comedy Gold medallion. Yeah. Comedy <laughs> night. Oh, my God. Oh, goodness gracious. We can make something of this. We really can. I have really ideas can. for Vinny Ha Ha. <laughs> oh, well, those I, those ideas better uh, be just as cool as Goat Island. Yeah. Keep, uh, well, keep the legendary. I could see, I could see the sign, alive. you know, the yeah. welcome sign. Welcome to Vinny Ha Ha. How you doing? <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. Well, if people would like to learn more and see other signs about Jefferson County as a whole, where can they go, Eric? Well, it is jeffersoncountywi.gov because mm-hmm. there's a lot of Jefferson counties around, right? Mm-hmm. In the country. jeffersoncountywi.gov slash discover Jefferson County. And if you Google Discover Jefferson County, Wisconsin, that can come up too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And either of course, way. we'll put it in the show notes as well. Oh, so. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That way you'll be able to just click to it. Yeah, it's a great landing site for, it's got, it's, it'll have this podcast, YouTube, all of the Discover Wisconsin episodes that we have up there. So lots of great resources if you head to that site. Yeah. And, you know, Jefferson County is kind of a loose collection of so many cool things. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see they're kind of coalescing it into one place. Yeah. And of course, great. I'm glad we can help do that. Exactly. Of course. It is so fun to talk about the history and the legends of Jefferson County. Mm-hmm. Today's bonus episode of The Cabin was sponsored by Jefferson County. It was hosted by Eric Paulson, a Purple Banerjee, and me, Susan Foch, produced by me with audio engineering by Matt Rente, with video teasers by Logan Ingram, and social media by me, Courtney Haas. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com, and don't forget to leave us that review. 